thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 89. Say that thou dost forsake me for some fault, and I will comment upon that offence. Speak of my lameness, and I straight will halt against thy reasons, making no defence. Thou canst not, love, disgrace me half so ill to set a form upon desired change as I'll myself disgrace. Knowing thy will, I will acquaintance strangle and look strange. Be absent from thy walks, and in my tongue thy sweet beloved name no more shall dwell, lest I, too much profane, should do it wrong, and haply of our old acquaintance tell. For thee against myself our vow debate, for I must ne'er love him whom thou dost hate. That was Sonnet 89 with a plane in the background because of my new office. Um, you're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets, and I am Mark Chatterley, and I am joined, as ever, by a very thoughtful-looking... Thierry Healis. How, how are you today? Tired. Tired? Oh, bless you. You're always tired. We're always I complaining always about tired, being tired, aren't we? Yeah, it's just a state of my... Tired, hungry, horny, just... just it's, it's, it's one of those... List. It's one did, of those lives. Did you did you hear the plane in the background then? I didn't. No. Oh, okay. No. Well, there was a plane distracting me. But I've moved offices for people who don't know, to, so I can do more recording. And and unfortunately, out that window apparently are planes. Who knows? No, no. As, as as opposed to the window downstairs. Yes, which which outside <laughs> that window there were cows. So I've got a kind of house that's sandwiched between cows and planes. Just just eighteenth century on one side and then twenty first on the other. I, I'm 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 the pivot at which the time <laughs> continuum rotates, something like that. What do you think of Sonnet eighty nine? I well, you, you, before we started recording, you you said that you you really uh, really like this one. I'm yeah, it's a nice one, but I I it's not my favourite. And really, no, I love it. It's amazing. It's basically, it's basically him going. What have I done wrong? Tell me what I've done wrong. Allow me to. I can, I can do better. There's a reason I acted like whatever it was you think I acted like when was wrong. Like me again, please. <laughs> it's pretty much what this sonnet is doing. It's, it's lovely. I think. I, I, I just. I, go on. Sorry. No, I, I got more the, um, the, the. If you hate me, then I cannot love myself. Kind of idea which, which i found well nice is maybe not the uh the right word yeah i well i see i didn't read it so much like that. I, I read it as more of uh if you can't tell me what i've done wrong i can't apologize for it so i will just stay out of your life that's what i was getting from it so it wasn't i didn't see shakespeare turning it inside it was more a I'll stay away from you, so, which is at the end. So the the I will acquaintance strangle and look strange, be absent from thy works, and in my tongue thy sweet beloved name no more shall dwell. I just I that bit I, I that's my favourite bit. The the um, and in my tongue thy sweet beloved name no more shall dwell, lest I too much profane should do it wrong. I I it's it's, it's Shakespeare going. Well, if you're not going to forgive me, then I'll just stop seeing you and I'll lock myself in the room and listen to my chemical romance and 
Wow, pop cultural reference. I know, it's the same one, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, I think last time it was uh, My Bloody Valentine, wasn't it? Was it? Oh, wow. There's, there's, there's two. Wow. Band, uh, did, did, um, Mark knows two bands. Two two modern bands. <laughs> where this is it. I, I might start listening to the top 40 that, now. That, that and having Will I Am in your uh, the Zero D Cinema um, play, that that's just... I mean, you've already got three. You're, just, you're getting there. True, I can listen to the top of the pops and listen to the Sugar Babes and the Spice Girls and all those other modern bands. They're they're still in the in the charts, aren't they? I don't know. I I, I haven't listened to any charts in me since I left school. I I never did. I don't get I don't get the music of the youth, even when I was a youth. It doesn't yeah, really make sense. No. To but so so where so where in the sonnet did you see it sort of turning inwards? It's it's well, I mean the last the last the couplet at the end is 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 quite a strong for thee against myself I'll vow debate for I must now love him who thou dost hate, which is kind of if you hate me then I I will hate myself as well and I will will argue for for people hating me against my own nature kind of thing. Okay, I suppose. For thee against myself I'll vow debate, for I must ne'er love him whom thou dost hate. Because he, yeah. he cannot, he cannot love anyone. That that he just basically copies the 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 boy's feelings. Yeah, even if those feelings are hatred against him, then in, the, in that case he must hate himself. And and that's it's quite interesting that he's again defining himself in terms of the fair youth. So I I can't love what you hate. It is whereas in the, the past couple of sonnets we've been talking about that that shift in power and Shakespeare's starting to realise that all the power was with the fair youth all the time. But even now he's still defining himself in terms of what the fair youth sees, which is quite interesting. Well, it it is still that that there is no power shift happened though. It's it's still the fair youth that has the power. Yes, it's that's just, true. Just an even bigger power because he just has absolute control over Shakespeare's emotions. <laughs> uh, I wonder. I um, I don't know. I wonder how. No, no. My brain was going off in in a very ill thought out suggestion for who the fair youth may be, and I'm not even going to say it because it's that ill thought out. But it's it's quite interesting the idea of giving yourself over to something so completely that everything in your life is defined by that thing it's a very it's odd thing to do i think it's yeah but then we we religions cults and any kind of loyalty to to or blind loyalty faith or belief whatever you want to call it to to, to any sort of system or leader yes which is fascists in a dictatorship? They just they blindly just just take over the views of of whoever is in power, kind of thing. And then, and then that's where my brain went. My brain sort of went to that thought, and then went well, you know, got Christianity, extreme Christianity, and then Jesus. And it's like, well, could the fair youth be a manifestation of of Jesus essentially, and and Shakespeare's love of of Jesus? Uh, and that's where my brain went. And then I went, I have not. I, I'm looking at that in the context of one sonnet or two or three sonnets that I've got in my head, not in the entire um, suite of sonnets. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to suggest that, that the fair youth is 
Jesus, that's probably a bit of a stretch. But yeah, I... but it's the same kind of concept I mean, that he was blindly. Well, he was followed by his. Um, what, what are they called in English? The twelve dudes, disciples. The, the, yeah, disciples. Without them, well, apart from from Judas, without any of them questioning him, and then Judas is is the evil one because he sold Jesus out in the end. Yeah. So there, there is. It's it's not a new idea or even today that you have people who blindly follow the Pope or, or people who blindly follow their, their version their version of, of whoever yeah, even and... on politics there's, there's people who blindly followed Hitler the, well any sort of fascist there's people who blindly follow Putin now or, or who followed and... Bush it does and not necessarily negative people as either. People blindly follow uh, sort of right wing people. There are uh, left wing people blindly follow. Well, the yeah, you have of... to have. Um, I'm I'm not sure how how much you can define WikiLeaks and Julian Assange as left wing anymore. But there, there's people who blindly follow that that ideology. Yes, yeah. And and yeah, that that that. But I I still find that concept slightly weird to define myself in, in the sole terms of someone else of one other person i can see there's an argument for maybe defining yourself in the collective views of other people because that's about how you are represented inside a group but to define yourself based upon what one person thinks and i i I wonder if it's something i fell foul of when i was younger as i i very much define myself as my parents view of me which isn't necessarily how i am Uh, and i i don't know it's unhealthy surely when when you um sorry (coughs) When you uh, when you grow up, you until you hit puberty. Puberty is kind of the, the time when you start to define yourself well through your friends, and then kind of start figuring out who you are. You you take your role, or the closest to a role model you have, which in 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 normal cases, in quotation marks, is is the parents. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. But that's a that's a relationship that does get broken. Not in terms of you, you stop talking to your parents, but you stop defining yourself in their terms. Yeah, you so, you, you grow up, you, you you start finding other ways to define yourself and then discover who you are. So that, I mean, that, that, that conversation we've just had really kind of shows how messed up this relationship between Shakespeare and the fair youth is. Or how, how we're reading it, we're not saying this is how it it's, is. It's kind but... of, it's, it's weird for an adult to suddenly start this. I mean, I can I can see why twelve year old girls would would follow Justin Bieber, or One Direction, or any of those kind of just, just almost cults and just define themselves through that experience. Yeah, and there but, wasn't but for a forty year old man. Sorry, there was exploitation of that on Twitter, wasn't there, a while ago with Justin Bieber, where someone started a fake rumor that that Justin Bieber had cancer and they had a shave for Bieber. Uh, thing and obviously that's very funny because of Beaver and Beaver. Yeah, yeah. But they they were there were teenage girls around the world who were shaving their heads because, because they, they thought Justin Bieber it. was yeah because they believed it and the power that that kind of relationship gives the person who who you're giving your identity to is is amazing. Well, yeah, that I mean that's how how um, how cults and sects that or, or dictatorships that is how they get their their, their power. Because they can just make people do anything. Yeah. Oh, it's really interesting. And I suppose we, we've we got a 
very much easy access version of that in the modern world. I mean, when you start looking at uh, YouTube celebrities and, and and even people like uh, who could be deemed minor celebrities or celebrities within a certain field, like uh, uh, what's his name? Used to play Wesley on on Star Trek. Oh, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. He has a massive following of incredibly dedicated fans. I, and Stephen Fry. I mean, Stephen Fry has <coughs> political power. He's yeah. he's a celebrity. economic power even. Yeah, economic. And and I'm with all this uh, Olympics and and what Russia's doing with gay rights. And Stephen Fry has is putting massive amounts of pressure on the UK government to essentially lobby the the um, IOE or whatever it is IOU people to to not hold the Olympics there. And it's. That IOC, I think, IOC. International Olympic Committee. That sounds yeah. right, but that that is kind of it used in a good way. But there are those followers of those same people who, if if Stephen Fry came online and said, um, <laughs> "That's it, I, I'm fed up with the world. The world is useless. I'm moving to uh, this island I've purchased. All of you can come along and join me." There would be a number of people who would just give up their lives to and join just go him. There. Yeah, and and. That's that's the unhealthy end of the spectrum, I guess. Which is kind of where, where we're at now with 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 um, the, the narrator in this. Yeah, I still like to think of it as Shakespeare. I didn't when yeah, I, I going yeah. back to the beginning when we were doing this song. So like, it's not Shakespeare; it's one of his characters, and now it's like, no, it's Shakespeare, just because it's funny in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Old Billy, <laughs> Old Bill Shaky, there. In his 40s, he's having a bit of a midlife crisis. He's got the kids running around. He's got Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway? Yeah, Sounds about Anne right. Hathaway. Yeah, She's snagging him because he, he spends all his time in London with these, these theatrical types, and we all know what they're like. So secretly, he starts writing love letters Drama to a 14-year-old. Yeah. It's, it's, a funny, it's a funny image. <laughs> That's all I think. But I, I, I really like this on it. I... I I, it's a nice one. It's one. This there's this series of three we're about to to look at. I I think I'd quite happily try and memorize them all, and they'd be my go-to sonnets. I I mean by 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 the time I'm in, uh, I'm in your country next week. You you should know them. Just just oh recite them. Oh God, no! That's that's gonna put me to the just, test. Just just recite them in your sexy voice. Someone someone has asked me... I'm doing this donation thing for charity where I'm cutting off all my hair. Um, someone has asked me to um, shave a lot except for the forelocks and then do Shylock's speech from The Merchant of Venice. <laughs> I don't know that that speech, other than if you prick me, do I not bleed? If you tickle me, do I not laugh? Uh, I, that's pretty much all I know of it. And it's like... Oh, Whopping great speech, so you could just read it off as a piece of paper or the iPad. That's what I think I'm gonna have to do. But it's a good speech, so I don't mind doing it. It's a very good speech. Um, but yes, unless you unless you have anything else to say, I mean, in terms of of poetical form, I like this one. It's got a nice rhythm to it. It's it's less uh, poetic in the sense of it doesn't fit what people instantly think of a poem in your head. It, it doesn't seem to rhyme. In a, in a set fashion, it does much. have a rhyming structure, yeah. but it, it, it's not a very aggressive one. But it's, it's just lovely. I love it. That's all I can say. Love is is a very strong word. This Sonnet Fifty, Sonnet Fifty is very good as well. But this one I, I, I like as well. Sonnet Fifty was the one where he's on the horse 
uh, every every step I take, I oh uh, yeah yeah is is one step further from you and one step towards pain or something like that. It's a lovely sonnet. Um, but yes, I like it, and I don't have a lot more to say other than everyone should read this sonnet and learn it by heart. Yeah, that sounds like a good um, call to action. <laughs> a good, a good something. Your brain is like, I'm yeah, too yeah. tired for words. Just, just follow your leader, Mark. <laughs> I, I'm going to start a sentence, summit. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have run out of English. <laughs> I've used up English. I need another language. Oh, that's why you're from Luxembourg, so you can just steal other people's languages. That uh, that is what we do. Exactly. English is basically other people's languages stolen. Yeah, but but we reclaimed it. Yeah, with we, wars. Yeah, and we invasions. went. We we like your language. You're now British. It's <laughs> very much like the Borg. You will be assimilated. Which is interesting, actually, because we never, we never. I mean, all our language. It's interesting for for Britain having an empire. Our language comes from when we were invaded in in Anglo-Saxon times, really, and we had an empire where we had. India, and we had parts of America, and we had the the all these other places, and yet our language the entire those the empire where the sun never set. Yeah, but we never incorporated any of their <clears throat> languages, any of the I guess you, you would call them subjugated nations, which is probably a very bad way to refer to them. But that's what they were at the time. Essentially, we didn't take on any aspects of their language. We took on other aspects of their culture, but not their language, which is quite interesting. We have no Indian words in English. I don't think. Not, not that I can think of. There's, there's, there are words that you have, like veranda. Oh, maybe. Which is okay. a Portuguese word. And, and, but, and I'm pretty sure there are um, South African words, Afrikaans words that, that have been taken over. Okay, well, maybe I stand corrected. But, uh, maybe I, I, just... I can't think of any... It's not, it's not a huge part of our language, though, which you would have thought it would be for a world power. I mean, we we ruled the world in a in a way that America can only dream of, in terms of of, of footprint. And yeah, interesting. Yeah. I, I, the problem with with Indian words might be that there is no Indian language. Yeah, it's it's there are what a dozen languages in India. Yeah, that's yes, that's probably true. I'm just googling Indian words in English. <laughs> which which might lead to some interesting there must be it's it just it's very hard if if you don't speak the other language to recognize the what, words what that... words because because they just seem like like they have always been in your language kind that's of thing. true yes and yeah the words would be anglicized anyway and would would sound natural to us good point um i think you should you should read us out like there is actually a bbc article in uh Excellent. The English um, words that we owe to India. Oh, excellent! Uh, just if I can get that to load. See, the, we're, we're all learning together, people of the internet. Who, who I hope still listens to this. We're all learning just, together, just people of the internet. People of the internet. <laughs> I did used to have a name for for people who used to follow me on the internet, like many YouTubers do, and I can't remember what it was now. Random people. I think I just called them random people. Yeah, random people that you just random people of the internet. Yeah, it's very very slow. I don't know what, what what happened to my internet. God, you're taking ages. You're meant to have the speedy internet. Yeah, at least it's working today. It wasn't working yesterday at all. So we 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 well, there's um, what is a word? 
Um, guru is a in is an Indian word. Um, that makes that makes sense. Like that. N- nirvana, obviously. Yoga. Shampoo. Shampoo. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's polo. A- pundit. Pajamas. Loot. Um, okay, I take it Kashmir, back. Cheetah. Curry. Chutney. Uh, yeah. Bizarre. Uh, bungalow. Avatar. Actually, Avatar makes sense because it's it's religious. Jungle. Juggernaut. Khaki. Swastika. Okay. Well, swastika is a, is a Hindi symbol. I Thug, take it back. Toddy. That... Typhoon. This is awesome. Well yeah, done. Um... I'm so happy. We've got lots of uh, lots of those words. They're awesome words. Sh- shampoo means to knead and press the muscles with the view of relieving fatigue. Wow, we all like that. You don't have many muscles in your hair, though. Well, it's a kind of a head massage, sort of. I suppose, yeah. Not too bad. But, but yeah, they're... um. Good words. They're all good words. They're all good words. I think you should read us out. I can do that. Or I can try to do that. You can do that. It's, it's fine. Don't worry. It's, it's Yeah. You'd say that. <laughs> Sonnet 89. Say that thou didst forsake me for some fault, and I will comment upon that offence. Speak of my lameness, and I straight will halt against thy reasons, making no defence. Thou canst not, love, disgrace me half so ill to set a form upon desired change and all myself disgrace. Knowing thy will, I will acquaint and strangle and look strange. Be absent from thy walks, and in my tongue thy sweet beloved name no more shall dwell, lest I, too much profane, should do it wrong and happily of our old acquaintance tell. For thee against myself I'll vow debate, for I must never love him whom thou dost hate. Wow, done. That was Sonnet 89 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I've been Mark Chatterley, and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. And I've been Terry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we shall see you again next time, or hear you again next time. No, you'll hear us again next time on Sonnet 90. Blimey. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.